Hey all you tunes out there, welcome back to another episode of History of Animation. So far, most of what I've talked about are animations that were made by hand, whether that be drawing or stop motion. But thanks to the advent of computers, it's now possible to make animations digitally, so I thought it might be fun to go over the start of CGI animation by talking about the father of CGI, John Whitney. Whitney was born on April 8th in 1917 in Pasadena, California. I can't find anything that talks about his drawing skills, but it does seem that he was a composer. He also loved films. He got his start making abstract films with his brother in 1939. He even won first place at the first international experimental film competition in Belgium in 1949. The work was titled, so the work was titled Five Film Exercises, which seems a bit on the nose to me, but I guess I probably wouldn't have thought of a better name, so <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Anyways, the real star of all of this comes in the 1950s. Whitney was able to buy a World War II era crimson predictor. I looked up what those are and they seem to be a fully automated anti-aircraft firing control system. So they would need some input like observed speed and the angle to the target. After that, the predictor would aim a gun at the aircraft. Honestly, I looked up a picture of it and it really just looks like a weird old-fashioned camera to me. Whitney is often described as an inventor, so I'm going to guess that's why he bought this. He, of course, repurposed this to use for his experimental films. He turned a war machine into a drawing machine. Instead of inputting observed speed and whatnot, he inputted his own equations. Honestly, I have a bit of trouble understanding exactly how he did it, but he basically attached a pen and inputted his own equations. And it would create some pretty neat looking designs. From what I have seen, most of them were spirals. If you're a fan of Alfred Hitchcock, then you've probably seen Whitney's work for yourself. This is because the first instance of computer-generated images being used in a feature film is Hitchcock's film Vertigo in 1958. Whitney worked closely with a graphic designer named Samuel Paul to create the scene. I guess it's not really a scene, but an opening sequence? But still, pretty cool. I've never seen the movie. According to Sticky Media, the opening sequence of Vertigo shows a series of spirals that emerge and dissolve and really induce a sickening feeling of vertigo. Honestly, I'm not really sure if I'd want to stick around and watch a movie that starts off by making me sick, but I also don't like horror, so I probably wouldn't be watching a Hitchcock film anyways. Whitney would go on to found the Motion Graphics Incorporated in 1960. With this, he 
continued his work using his machine to create title sequences and commercials. In the next year, he even had a catalog compiled with all the visual effects he could create with his machine. This catalog became a huge inspiration for others, including Stanley Kubrick. Douglas Trumbull recreated Whitney's split-screen technique for the light-distorting Stargate sequence in 2001 A Space Odyssey in 1998. According to Bright Light Films Journal, this is a bit ironic. Whitney's own proposal for the film, a CGI monolith, had been rejected. In 1966, Whitney became the first artist-in-residence at IBM. This gave him access to far more technology that he could use to make digital effects. He started to prefer digital computers from his old analog ones since they're faster and easier to use. I've never used an analog computer, so I'm going to just take his word for that. They sound difficult. Winnie would continue to create his own experimental films. He loved combining music and his visual art together. According to him, fluid, orderly action generates or resolves tension, much in the manner that orderly sequences of resident tonally harmony have an impact on emotion and feeling. Sadly, he passed away in 1995. His work continues to inspire to this day, though I doubt many people know about him. Honestly, I found out about him while I was doing research for another topic. It seems a bit strange that there isn't that much information out there about him. Most of the resources I found only talked about his work on Vertigo. I know that looking at his work now, it doesn't seem that impressive, but back then it was a huge milestone. He paved the way for motion graphics as we know them today. Well, that's it for now. Don't forget to like the episode and follow for more animation history.